Welcome to the Price Fall Podcast, and it's been a while. Mr. Sean Wells. What's up, brother? Back. We are downtown Austin, Texas, and Sean's visiting. We need to do our catch-up. So, obviously, we've talked a lot about ingredients in the past. Our first podcast with you was a huge hit, talking about optimizing brain performance. Um, since uh, it is, what is it, July of 2021 now. Time is flying, folks, and we um, have since been graced with the energy formula by Sean Wells. Got my own signed copy right here, and... <laughs> couldn't be prouder so um what i want to do with this video and this like podcast interview is kind of do a quick catch up with sean wells what sean wells been uh, been doing and then uh, a bit of specific focus on the energy formula so sure sounds good yeah so what have you been up to like tell us tell us your 2020 story if you, uh, if you will 2020 uh the year of covid was a plant medicine exploration for me that really shifted Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of my mindset, my limiting beliefs, my imposter syndrome. I have several businesses, entrepreneur. I've been traveling the world. I've done very well with ingredients. I've done over 500 formulas. I have all these letters, been on stages, TV. But a lot of that was driven by desire to level up, by insecurity. I felt like I was constantly grinding. I was working 80 plus hour weeks. Mm-hmm. I was traveling 75% of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it became a bit of a beat down. And honestly, I don't like COVID for me was a big blessing. I know that it's impacted you know, lives in, in certainly negative ways as well. But for me, like when I look at it, how it stopped the world in a way that I could have never stopped the world. I couldn't have stopped all the things that I had planned, conferences, travel, mm-hmm. masterminds, you know, podcasts, TV, everything just shut down. And I got to spend some time really exploring myself and plant medicine and ego dissolution, like to where I was like, what really lights me up or you know do i have the capacity to love myself Mm -hmm. and there was so much that came out of that i was already working on this book Mm -hmm. and this book got rewritten about three or four times because of all my epiphanies and shifts in plant medicine Mm -hmm. um there's just so much like this book doesn't really get into plant medicine but like the the mental shift for me is in there yeah there's an underlying undertone that that we have something greater going on and that um, what we put into our bodies is obviously the most important thing. So that's, uh, it's definitely understood. It's a great, it's a great book. We, we do have a, a review on it. I've thrown a few reviews around the internet on, on the energy formula. And I think um, we needed something like this from you. Like you've given so many speeches and everything. And at the end of the speech, you're like, all right, what do we do next? Like, well, now you have this book that you can kind of, you lay it down um, for the people who would like buy into the philosophy that that you have and I to me it's it's not a hard sell anymore like what we've been doing isn't working so how about we stop following these guidelines and try to follow the people that seem to be doing you know pretty healthy over here and they're not unhappy about it they're not counting calories and dying and or you know like and, and starving all day long stuff like that so yeah, th- this book goes into like the reality versus like the myths that we've been fed about fats bad, saturated fats mm-hmm. bad, sodium's bad, cholesterol's bad. Um, you know, so many of the things that we've been told that that just aren't true. That you know, vegan is the one true way forward. That 
you know, you know all about uh, the seed oils and, you know, yeah. I get into all that mm -hmm. stuff in this book and that's just the nutrition section. Um, there's a lot of myths on uh, some of the labs that we've been looking at and focused on versus the ones I think we should be focused on. Um, For your personal blood work you're talking about. Yep, yep. Yeah, we yep. even have a small video about that. Like, I'll mm -hmm. have to put it in the uh, no, the notes. I clipped it out of one of our previous ones, like the five tests. Or yeah. It was a, maybe three or four tests yeah. that you can help determine your your health status. Exercise is another one. Mm -hmm. We've been told, like, you know, cardio is the best way or, you know, circuit training or whatever it is. And, you know, I get into some of the hacks there, too, with, uh, you know, people know about high-intensity interval training, mm -hmm. but there's, like, blood flow restriction. There's this idea of exercise snacks that uh, new data is showing us that, like we've heard, being sedentary mm -hmm. is a killer. Mm -hmm. You know, people call it the new smoking or whatever. But even going to the gym for just an hour a day, while that's great, that mm -hmm. is weight training, that is resistance training, that's healthy, um, it's been shown that if you do like five minutes of exercise every hour throughout the day, that you have greater longevity than someone who's fairly sedentary and goes to the gym for an hour. Mm -hmm. So everyone listening to this right now, 10 push-ups. Yeah, like I mean, it's simple, like air squats, push-ups, planks, mm -hmm. uh, going out in the yard and crawling, uh, you know, getting into natural or ancestral movement, mm -hmm. like, you know, crawl up your stairs, do things like that. Like, uh, if you have a dog or a cat or a kid that you can get on the floor and roll around and get into different positions, you know, work on, you know, mobility with the shoulder girdle, work on ankle mobility, like posterior chain all comes from ankle mobility. It's one of like the most underappreciated things mm -hmm. is how mobile our ankles are. It affects the whole posterior chain and how we move. So, you know, it's stuff like that. And then I get into, you know, mindset and nootropics and every chapter has a formulator's corner. Yes, we love those. So, <laughs> yeah. And you and I have like now worked on some formulator's corner stuff mm -hmm. on, uh, on price plow. Like I love the, the stacks uh, you've come up with with some of my ingredients and it's just super fun. Yeah, for sure. And w the, the one time where <laughs> I disagreed with Sean and went with my own direction, it was simple stuff. I want to stimulate the fat burner. Most people agreed with you. They'd rather keep their stimulus stack the way it is and then add in some of these fat burning ingredients. So um, you were right, dude. <laughs> there it is in public. Our, I do, like, okay, we, so when we, I'm wrong, I do tell my wife that she was right. <laughs> It never happens, but... We, we each have our biases here. Like, even though I'm the T-Cream and, and Dynamine guy, uh, I have, like, a very poor tolerance for caffeine. Mm -hmm. And Mike loves caffeine <laughs> and, yeah. and has it throughout the day. So we're, we're each coming from our own angles, probably. I think, yeah, things have definitely shifted in that realm where, just talking about formulations, I've seen a lot of, um, a lot of stimulant-based fat burners be incredibly successful. And that's kind of where I was going with in my little yeah, yeah. hypothetical sure. formulation. We're just putting together sure. a blog post, really, in a video. For sure. um, but over, things have shifted over the course of time. We started with these like super high, basically only caffeine fat burners. It just got you amped up and it wasn't really, there weren't that many thermogenic ingredients in them. And then we had a whole slew of, of stimulant-free fat burners and they, they worked, but they didn't, they weren't experiential. And I think we're starting to get towards this this area where we can actually do both. But at the same time, everyone's gotten so married to their pre-workouts or their energy drinks, or for me, I, I like black coffee, you know? And mm -hmm. if I have a super high stimulant-based fat burner that I need to start reviewing, I have to say bye-bye to my coffee. And that's kind of a negative. So I totally get it. I'm almost like, 
am selling myself on. Maybe it's better that we have a fat burner that is stimulant free, but still semi-experiential, and then you choose your own stimulants, whether it might be zero, it might be 400 milligrams. So, And I'll say this here, top secret. And we have a dog right here. So. <laughs> I have a dog. Yep. Is, uh, there's, a, there's a new ingredient uh, I'm working on, just discussed with you this morning. Mm -hmm. uh, we have all the patents filed, uh, some data just got released on it um, with the ISSN. Um, don't want to talk about the name exactly yet, but an energy ingredient. We've studied it for um, uh, fat loss. We've studied it for being nootropic mm -hmm. with focus and, and less mistakes made. We've studied it for, interestingly, mood. And we're also doing some new studies on neuroprotection. Mm -hmm. So this is a really interesting ingredient. I'm super excited about it. Um, I know you guys know me from T-Crean and Dynamine. This will stack with those. Uh, if you're interested in doing that, uh, it can be used on its own. And it's, uh, in my mind, uh, a perfect replacement for caffeine. It will not have the issues of caffeine metabolizing uh, that genetically about a third of the population is fast metabolizers, about a third slow, and then a third is in between um, where it's actually ideal for them. The fast metabolizers say, I can go right to bed, caffeine doesn't affect me, the slow, have all the side effects, the brain fog, the you know sleep disruption. So this solves all that, and it has an amazing like swagger, confidence, dopamine uh, effect that you guys are gonna love. Uh, I'm super excited about it. Mike has the pills; I, he's I gonna be trying it. I have four capsules in my pocket. I'm upset because Sean didn't warn me. I I caffeined up a bit much before this. I can't get on camera without having a little bit of energy in me. So. Um, I will be experimenting with later and sharing that to our Instagram stories at Priceplow. Um, I, yeah, I'll, I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to <laughs> release too much information that you just told me about, but it sounds like we'll have some cool stuff to write about and, um, and make videos about and, and, and present it in a, in a way because I think a lot of people are going to be kind of thrown off by needing to reduce caffeine or like this is a caffeine replacement. We've always been augmenting caffeine. Like, so you are on the patents for diamine and teacrine, two very popular ingredients, especially in sports nutrition. Um, like, oh, like neuromodulators, neuro, they're neurostimulatory, mm -hmm. but they pair very well with caffeine, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. I love the, the synergy of all three of them together. Yeah. Add in a little choline, you, gotta, you have yourself yep. a good nootropic effect. But um, I'll, I'll skew more to the, towards the dynamine side. Um, one thing we didn't t talk about is there are there any taste issues? We're we gonna nope. get this on a pre okay because dynamine is rough to yep. taste, you know, obviously. Yep. No, there's no taste issues with this one, so awesome. It's super clean, uh, and it feels super clean. Like it, it's so like it's so clean that you just feel optimized, overstimulated. That's the best way I describe Optimate, it. Optimized, overstimulated. Like you're optimized instead of being stimulated. Gotcha. Like okay. you feel like you're just having a great day. Like it doesn't feel like like uh, that something is is working on your behalf, like this ingredient is like taking you to a to a higher level. It makes you feel like you are at your own high level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just, it, it literally feels like optimization, like everything's clicking for you. You feel confident, like the energy is there, like your body's just working better, thinking better, feeling better. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool feeling. I, I think you're gonna like What's it. What's the latest in the day you'll take it? Um, is it too much 
Am I gonna be able to sleep? Like yes, yes. So it has uh, dramatically less toxicity than uh, other methylxanthines, including caffeine. Um, you can take higher doses. There's less impairment of sleep, uh, less habituation and adaptation that that's associated question. with mm -hmm. caffeine. Um, so really incredible. I mean, yes, at some point, high enough doses, it will affect sleep late, late enough in the day, but mm -hmm. this is going to be less, like the effects are far more potent than caffeine, but the side effects are far less than caffeine. So, you know, just weigh that out. There's going to be bioindividuality as well. So, I mean, that's, that's just a fact that you'll have to experiment with it, but given how much everyone has experimented with caffeine, I'm saying this is cleaner, safer, you know, the data is better, everything we've done head to head, whether it's, um, you know, vitals, whether it's performance mentally, performance physically, fat loss, everything, it outperforms caffeine, consistency for everyone that uses it outperforms caffeine, and then less side effects. So if you have experience with caffeine, experiment with this, there's individuality for everyone, but it should be better results, dramatically better results, and much less side effects. I will be having a poster review. <laughs> so um, it's July 2017, it's July of 2021. What, uh, when would you expect the average consumer to be able to find this in some product, any product, wherever? By the end of this year. Oh, really? Okay, so this is, this is hot. We're working on this. This is hot. Okay, nice. Yeah, John told us in, in past podcasts that we yeah. had something coming, and... Uh, I wasn't sure you wasn't sure because I know there's a lot of many ingredients along the lines of dynamine and tea cream, but this seems like it's a different step and different kind of direction. Yep. So yeah, like with caffeine, there is a lot of different bioindividuality. Like the, the research has shown, there's three different um, like genomic profiles or whatever that kind of dictate how you're going to deal with it. This seems to be more consistent than one third of the people is getting smashed by the caffeine. Right. Right. Okay. Exactly. That's exactly. And this is the very first I've mentioned it. So right here on Price Price thank, thank you, Sean. Yeah. Well, I think this is the right audience too, because we yeah. always we have a lot of the early adopters. People are interested in uh, what's the next big thing going to be, guys. Like you get asked that a lot. Who's the next big brand? What's the next ingredient? And then there are formulators and small stores that watch this as well. So um, right off the bat, usually we wait till the end. But how do we follow you? What a lot of our fans do. Uh, yeah. So just at Sean Wells on Instagram, uh, SeanWells.com. And then if you want help with formulations, I have a company called zonehalo.com. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we came to talk about energy formulas. Just busted right into the actual energy ingredient. Now, um, this doesn't change anything else, though. Like, just because you have a cool ingredient, we're not... I, I do not like the fact that I have the book, The Energy Formula, and then t cream Dynamine, and this new ingredient are all energy. Uh -huh. <laughs> so it does actually kind of fit well with the whole idea that I've been very energy focused. Mm -hmm. And even other ingredients I've worked on and mentioned in the book... Like uh, we'll talk about dihydroberberine or, or ergothionine. These are mm -hmm. things that can uh, improve um, mitochondrial function, et cetera, mm -hmm. that will elicit more cellular energy, body mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I have been very focused on how to have more energy in my life because mm -hmm. I've had depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, autoimmune issues. Mm -hmm where I couldn't get out of bed for six months with Epstein-Barr, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, Hashimoto's, mm -hmm. you know, just leveled by it. And that's where I put a lot of my time is into how to have more energy and make it through my day. There was days that, um, you know, I would just be in bed 
um, you know, 23 out of the 24 hours a day. Like, how do you get out of that funk? That was tough for me. Uh, keto was a big one, mm-hmm. and this was 20 years ago that I started doing keto, mm-hmm. um, and that gave me more of that cellular energy, um, and that led me down a path of also doing like immune health supplements, of doing paleo, of fasting, of a lot of things that get mentioned in the book. You know, things that sound simple, but like you know, grounding and and sun gazing and. Um, you know, getting uh, blue light exposure in the morning, but blocking blue light at night, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing cold plunges and hormetic stresses, like, you know, working out consistently helped with my inflammation. At first, I had to, like, make sure I wasn't working out too much, mm-hmm. but, like, some kind of working out and moving the body helped a lot, you know, so it was yeah. just, and taking the supplements and, you know, doing all these things. Reframing. And, and mentality is is so huge. Like I love stoicism, the obstacles, the way kind of thinking, uh, but being an expert reframer is probably the number one attribute that all successful people have in common. Can you give me an example? Um, so reframing would be like that everything is happening for me. The universe is working for me. Even it's like, you know, most of us are reframing negatively. Right. Mm-hmm. So, oh, figures, you know, mm-hmm. just this happens to me every time, you know, just wouldn't you believe it? Like stuck in traffic. This sucks. Everything sucks. Maybe you're stuck in traffic for a reason. Maybe you can reframe your brain to say, well, this is an opportunity to call my mom. This is an opportunity to, you know, work on, um, you know, some ideas that I've been kicking around to, you know, uh, listen to a podcast to, mm-hmm. you know, take time to do some breath work while I'm sitting here and center myself. Um, I mean, there's so many things that like, even when someone breaks up with you or, you know, there's a divorce or you lose your job or, you know, that it's happening for a reason that this is setting you down a path so that you can chase the things that you truly love, that you can reevaluate. Just like I was talking about with COVID seems like it's all bad, but I took that time when everything got canceled to do some deep self work Mm -hmm. and then come back way stronger Mm -hmm. to release a book, to have even more companies and, you know, have more success and then feel happy about that success, Mm -hmm. you know, in a way that I hadn't before. Yeah. It's, it's obviously been tough for a lot of people. Like you, you have the analogies of, um, early on in Italy, the canals, the water got clear and everything because we stopped pumping a bunch of garbage into it. It sucks that we locked down. I don't, like the, the idea of lockdown, but some things did get some level of of a cleansing in a way. But um, obviously, it's it's up to the individual, like how they how they handle stuff and like what they choose to to believe and not believe. And you know, I I definitely, um, of course, strongly disagree with like losing any type of human connection or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, having having a three year old daughter during this and dealing with like getting invited to a drive through birthday party for a three-year-old boy like you want to torture your kid like no i'm just there are certain levels um for me the the biggest the best thing and this is this is tough because a lot of people have been married for a long time and a lot of people like high school sweethearts you know each other since the 90s or way before that and then you have this thing happen and you need to decide how you're going to react to it and thankfully my wife and I, we reacted the exact same way. We were literally on, I would say, 99.8% the same page the whole way through. And that 
Um, that was incredibly huge because we have another human in this world that we have to take care of and we were on the same page. But a lot of people were not on the same page and it's everything's been divided. We've been divided so much. And so that was my best uh, saving grace is like, you know, when I first started dating Jill, it's like I didn't know that we were going to have this big division thing happen in 2016 through 2020. And you, you nearly have to pick a side. And I'm against all the division. I'm, I'm against picking the sides. But ultimately... Once you have a kid, you have to make you have to make strategic decisions. Is this kid going back to school? Is this kid going to have to wear certain clothing? Is this kid going to be able to see other kids their age? And you have to make decisions. And thankfully, it wasn't a hard decision for us, and there was not even an argument about it. There wasn't even a discussion, honestly. So for us, that was the best thing is it solidified certain relationships. And then we had this kind of like self-fulfilling um, like genesis of, of friendships because it was... Uh, like, like healthy user bias almost. Like the, the people that you see out are the people that want their kids to be out too. Right. So then you kind of, and so it's just definitely obviously different for everyone and having kids. But um, for me, it was it was a good kind of cleansing, but I can understand how there, you know, a lot of people got led into dark roads too. And the isolation was brutal and the drinking and all that stuff. Like my one buddy, um, he he's not, not not a big drinker at all but he what happened was so we had a barbecue at our house and we had too many i bought too many beers which is fine and so i was house sitting for him and i my daughter and i we put all the extra beers into his fridge and so he's slowly just been drinking like a beer a day no big deal and he's almost out of them and i'm like i'm like man i beer like alcohol is just not on my menu like right now it's, this summer is not the time for alcohol mm-hmm. and just seeing what's going on like i uh I'm happy with that, and I'm I'm willing to get a cocktail with anyone, but it just hasn't been on the menu really. And mm-hmm. so, and he's not doing bad or anything either. It's just like I'm glad I kind of just gave away those beers. Like I don't need them in my house. Like I'm um, just seeing that certain things have have harmed people far too much in this past year. And I don't want any part of that. So that's just that's just me. But you know, yeah. I haven't been dead. I'm not straight edge. I'm not dead sober either. But yeah, I haven't had more than like two drinks at a time, once a month. And so sometimes you see what's happening, like all the devastation and all the, the sadness and depression and these people who aren't aren't eating properly or too much uber eats and who knows what seed oils that stuff's made in whatever it's like okay i just i'll do the opposite and thankfully my wife is there too and our daughter is getting as much of a normal experience as you can so that's my little 2020 round. i didn't mean to go on it but yeah no, yeah just, a, a lot of the the book has a, a through line of resilience and like one thing that i've been speaking on lately is that to your point, when we're isolating ourselves and not interacting with people, when we are sanitizing everything, when we are not getting sunlight, dirt, mm-hmm. uh, connecting with pets and, and hugs and being around people coughing and sneezing and touching door handles and picking food up off the floor and you know traveling, uh, we're not getting exposed to all the microbiomes mm-hmm. of the world that's in the soil, that's in the air, that's on the surfaces, that's uh, on you, dogs, you know, whatever. Like, this is what we're meant for. They talk about good and bad bacteria. It's an oversimplification, kind of like good and bad, you know, cholesterol. Mm-hmm. But, you know, good bacteria is, you know, protecting you, but the bad bacteria is protecting you too in that it's keeping you more resilient. It's like taking your immune system to the gym. 
and so to do this kind of scorched earth phenomenon of like nuking everything mm -hmm, mm -hmm. by removing you from all of the microbiome exposure and and you know sanitizing everything and taking antibiotics and you know so now we don't have the resilience we're mm -hmm. easier to kill and it's sad because we're more bacteria than we are human cells mm -hmm. we're largely bacteria and that bacteria is meant to be in flux and challenge and change and evolve so that we can evolve and change and flux and we're seeing how much the immune system is you know 70 to 80 percent in the gut but like the bacteria is all over us all through us mm -hmm. and we're seeing how much that can affect like mental health and you know weight and uh, immunity and um, you know disease states all tied to bacteria like the the idea of us being so isolated and lathering up in sanitizer and taking our antibiotics and wearing our masks and not hugging each other and being scared when someone's coughing or sneezing and you know all of this stuff don't want to touch a door handle or this is literally making us weak mm -hmm. very weak and yes we will need the drugs and I'm not opposed to vaccines I'm not opposed to antibiotics just so you know I'm not even opposed to to mass or whatever but like the problem is these things should be break glass in case of emergency right. mm -hmm. last resort and yes if you're immunocompromised you need to take some of these steps potentially mm -hmm. you need to not expose yourself to some of these stressors mm -hmm. possibly mm -hmm. but <laughs> if you are healthy and resilient you absolutely should be out and about and challenging your immune system mm -hmm. so that it stays strong and it just it's frustrating to me what's happened uh, in this period of time in ways that we're becoming so weak and in need of these drugs in need of these interventions in need of the help from outside bodies to take care of us yeah if, obviously Anyone who's followed us knows that we, we try to take the natural approach. Like, I love the sunshine. Uh, the, the moment I started swimming in an outdoor pool in Texas, I was like, what have I been doing all my life? Like, I'm not going to say never because I might need to go back to Ohio to take care of family or whatever. But it's like, you couldn't pay me enough to move back to Cleveland where I can't swim outdoors like 300, literally 350 days out of the year. And so getting the sunshine, the way you feel is downright fantastic and people forget that no maybe the sunshine like hurts but just get out there for five minutes and, and, and embrace the sweat and the texas heat and everything just embrace the sweat and it's okay and then you come back in and just things just look different it's mm -hmm. like okay obviously there's been some sun in your eyes but things just look and feel better and, and it doesn't have to be a ton of sunshine um but you couldn't get me to like stop swimming in the outdoor pool now like i don't know what i was doing in indoor pools before this mm -hmm. so the the moment where i start seeing people not being encouraged to um, to be outside in sunshine. And the moment where we didn't talk about metabolic health, when right off the bat, immediately off the bat, we saw data that showed that the metabolic unhealthy were getting ravaged. The second that we didn't see, that we didn't start talking about maybe you should put down the donut, and the second we didn't really focus on there are ways to, to um, put your diabetes into remission. Can't cure it. We could argue about the word cure, but you, you could put it into remission. And then we can get your hypertension into remission with diet and some exercise. And I would argue you could do it with diet alone. Exercise will help accelerate, blah, 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 et cetera. But um, 
the second we didn't talk about that, there is obviously a major problem, a major disconnect from reality to what's being pushed. And that's where I just said, okay, done. And I'm going to continue swimming outside. I'm going to continue getting sunshine. Um, we're going to continue getting dirty. And so we have a garden. It's not the best garden in the world. And I'm having a battle with my cucumbers right now and all that, but you get dirty. I get bit by bugs and stuff. It happens. And it, it feels good at the end of the day. Um, Having been out there and playing in the dirt and making a big mess and sometimes killing plants accidentally, but like um, that's the stuff that that we should have been focusing on. Obviously, it's and so that that was just this huge red flag canary in the coal mine for me. And it's like, all right, I'm going back to what works for me. Where is that information? Like what? Like you know, the government sent out you know notices on wearing masks and you know washing hands and using hand sanitizers and you know, getting your vaccines, but where's the information on sunshine? Where's the information on a resilient microbiome and, and, you know, hugs and, you know, look, if you're at this certain level of metabolic health, Mm -hmm. you know, you should challenge yourself like this. But if, you know, you're immunocompromised, take some steps. Like, where is that kind of message? Or like, where is like vitamin D? Like, yes, getting sunshine, but like, hey, everyone should be taking yeah. 5000 That could have been subsidized. It's $5 for a bottle, you know, it's to go to a household. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we sent out thousands of dollars in checks. We can't send out like a subsidy for vitamin D, mm-hmm. you know, or talk about vitamin C, zinc, you know, things that have been shown and proven. I won't even get into like some of the drugs that seem to have a positive effect, yeah, but we're dirt canceled cheap. Here. We want to talk about sunshine. <laughs> Yeah, so, the, the, the drug that shall not be named. There's two yeah. of them. But yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's frustrating. That's where you're like, okay, I see what's happening. Not going to participate in that. But we still, um, but I still preach metabolic health. And for me, um, I'm, on a, I'm on an uptake like this, this past month or whatever. But, you know, obviously there's been certain bad exercise phases. I had an injury and everything. For me, it's been... Um, just the, the predominantly meat-based diet, yep. not carnivore. Uh, I am down to do that at some point. I've honestly only done, I've had carnivore days, maybe like five day max carnivore thing. Same. I like my bitter vegetables. I, yeah. I do like my onions. Um, I find that I can actually eat more, I can eat more meat when I have it paired with um, like caramelized red onions made in, I, I cook it in beef towel. I'm big on saturated fats and everything. Uh, so I, I do, I eat more meat when I, eat some bitter veg next to the meat anyway so i do you great. should look at uh brian sanders the sapien diet it's oh, most yeah. okay yeah it's, yeah it's mostly carnivore but he adds in like fermented foods like mm-hmm. mushrooms onions mm-hmm. like some of these kinds of things too i've when i've done carnivore i've kind of like i started out with like a week or two strict carnivore and then kind of went to his diet mm-hmm. and then went back to keto paleo yeah so he's awesome because he uh puts he put together an incredible documentary called food lies and mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to him a, a little bit he's also into organ meats so like a few of the things i've realized and some of it with the nmb nutrition ingredients we've worked on together ergothionine we're going to be talking a lot about in the future there's a couple of things that we keep finding really healthy um components inside of foods that we are just no longer eating. And two of the major ones for me are mushrooms and organ meats. And so what we do, I don't use Brian's, uh, he had, I forget his business. He has a, a ground beef where they mix in the, the organ meats. Mm-hmm. I get mine from Slanker Farms. It's like texasgrassfedbeef.com. Mm-hmm. They have this primal meat and they take about 30% of that ground beef is actually uh, from organ meats, liver, mm-hmm. kidney, spleen, tongue, heart, from beef, grass fed, grass finished, beef and it tastes fantastic i have not yet cooked a liver i'm not against it i just but we get a little bit of organ meats in from um 
Amazing. and from that ground beef. And then mushrooms, I'm still not huge on, so I, I do supplement some of that stuff. And what we start seeing is that our bodies are able to accumulate, and, and the uh, bovine, the cows, and the, their bodies are able to bioaccumulate some of these ingredients that we cannot pr produce or get through like a processed food diet. Ergothionine being one of the most like mind-blowing ones of, of them all, and they're also in mushrooms. And so I and I've I've noticed this with uh, there's another ingredient that we were talking about. I don't know if um, yeah we're gonna be publishing it like super soon. The spermidine ingredient ingredient unfortunate name. We're gonna have a, a better name for that ingredient with NMB once again. Organ meats and mushrooms it can be found in, and I think more predominantly in the mushrooms, but. Um, there's these incredible things and it's not in our food supply anymore. You have to like go and find it. So you're talking about Brian Sanders. Um, he's, he's on that, that same path. And that's just where we start feeling really good. And to me, I think predominantly feeling good from the removal of the, the garbage processed. And the first time we talked, you mentioned not just processed foods, but ultra, ultra processed, processed foods. And I was like, what? And now I'm like, I totally see that and get it. Yeah. So removal of that, but what are you going to replace it with? Right. And to me, the the once you go down these rabbit holes really the the best creator of food is sunshine water grass cow and and they accumulate some incredible stuff from that fungal biome on the ground in their livers and getting some of that organ meat takes it to the next level and that's just where i'm huge on it and i like to have uh I get my vegetables oftentimes in through the meats that eat the vegetables for me. I joke, but I do I, like to have I, a little bit. I would agree that I think organ meats and, and mushrooms, I mean, we're seeing so many powerful benefits of mushrooms being nootropic, enhancing uh, BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic mm -hmm, factor, mm -hmm. enhancing the immune system. Um, you know, like you're talking about uh, L-ergothionine being present in them, and that is a mitochondrial protectant uh, that we have a unique transporter system for, that we have unique storage for. This isn't just a cellular antioxidant, it protects the mitochondria, which is critical to cellular energy and health. As we know, mitochondrial dysfunction is not only less energy, but literally aging you uh, and, and heading you towards faster biological aging over chronological aging and heading towards all disease states practically about 99 percent of diseases all the ones that aren't genetic and are just metabolically related mm -hmm. so yes uh these are powerful powerful foods one other food that i would mention that i just mentioned before that that brian again was dead on with is fermented food yes right uh, there was a new study that just came out this week uh, where they pitted uh, fiber mm -hmm. next to fermented foods, mm -hmm. um, and you would think that fiber ferments, and you know you get the same benefits, whatever. You know all these you know pro veggie vegan people that are pushing this are saying that you need tons of fiber, fiber, fiber. Carnivores don't need fiber; they make butyrate in the gut. Mm -hmm. What was really interesting is this fiber group. Uh, they looked at 19 proteins associated with inflammation and the fiber group didn't lower any of them. The fermented foods group dramatically lowered all 19. And this is really fascinating stuff because it, it really lends itself well to getting more short chain fatty acids, uh, including like acetate, like acetic acid vinegar. Uh, or butyrate, which is in butter, heavy cream, cheeses, mm -hmm. or you can take some of these supplements. Uh, you can have apple cider vinegar, you can have 
butyrate in the tributyrin. form of like tributyrin, right. like the NNDMIX, new biome, um, and we're seeing just powerful effects. And by the way, the butyrate um, is correlated to BHB, and we're seeing that butyrate has a positive effect on ketone production and vice mm -hmm. versa, and a lot of the benefits associated with ketones, some of those benefits, anti-cancer, immunity, et cetera, could be related to the fact that it's butyrate and not just beta-hydroxybutyrate. And so there's a lot of research that needs to go on there, but I think yeah. there's a kind of a give and take that's happening between butyrate and BHB that's really interesting. Um, same with acetic acid. There's a lot of benefits from C2. It's the shortest chain fatty acid. Uh, on gut health, on performance. There's even one C3 propionoic acid that they've done. They've shown that um, athletes have higher levels of propionoic acid in their gut and they perform better. They have greater endurance, greater athletic performance. So really interesting stuff with these short chain fatty acids. I do think that's a huge uh, movement in the future yeah. that we'll be seeing a lot of mm -hmm. and certainly affecting bacteria going back to that. Right, yeah, so Brian Sand back to Brian Sanders, and um, on his podcast, he's, I think a couple of times, had Dr. Kate Shanahan, of, and she wrote Deep Nutrition, one of the first books that kind of gets after seed oils, but what she did is she took, um, she looked at all these different, very successful ancestral health type um, environments, cultures, and she said, what do they all have in common where they're so healthy that we're not? And of the four things that she, she found, I'm forgetting the fourth, but there's three, uh, three of the four things that she found that every healthy culture does naturally is they eat meat off the bone, they do eat the organ meats, they eat fermented foods, and, and the fermented foods in Asia are going to be different than the fermented foods from um, like your ancestor, my ancestors in Italy, but they, they consistently eat fermented foods. And there is one fourth one that I'm forgetting right now. <laughs> so um, spare me there. But yeah, so Deep Nutrition by, by Dr. Kate Shanahan. And she shows that fermented foods is a very, very important thing that we've just kind of... Was it know, eating fungus? What's that? Was it eating I, fungus? No, I don't think so. Okay. If you said, I might even remember. Uh, hmm. I don't know. But yeah, okay. check out the book. It's her book. Uh, and, and so it goes along those lines. So I, yeah, I, I do occasionally get some of the uh, spicy kimchi. Mm -hmm. and it's a it's in a bag at HCB. I'm not sure how truly it, it seems fermented. I'll put it mm -hmm. that way. But um, yeah, they, they give me the bitters and the spices and stuff like that. I got my peppers growing and everything, and in the heat, the the peppers are doing well. And that's that's where I I can't go full carnivore because I got I got my peppers to eat, you know. So I uh, yeah, that's that's definitely where I've where I've been exploring and everything. And to me, um, if you're afraid of eating organs but you start looking at the nutrient density of what's in bovine liver well there are ground meats that can that can do it or you could ask the butcher you know if you have a local butcher or whatever there they can get that stuff pretty cheap the one thing is that the when it comes to muscle meat versus the organ meats the in terms of the pesticides the glyphosate especially the cows do accumulate glyphosate in their livers, not mm -hmm. as much in their muscle meat. So I'm, if you're worried about glyphosate, I'm not as worried about eating a, a grain-fed uh, ribeye or whatever. But if you're going to eat organ meat, I absolutely do think 100% should be grass-fed, yeah, yeah. grass-finished because yeah. that's the, that's what the liver's doing for that cow. So right. that's that's my little take right there. Um, so we see this. So you ask, where uh, where is that information? My answer is that information has been on Twitter more than a lot of other things because there's a lot more cancellation 
happening on Facebook, Instagram, and there's um, and YouTube as well. It seems that Twitter is definitely they're not free speech by any means, obviously. But it seems like some of the people we're talking about that's where they engage a little bit more. Um, like Brian Sanders is at Food Lies on on Twitter. And as far as I know, he hasn't been canceled yet. Um, there may come a, d a time where saying to eat meat is this video gets me in trouble, not because we talked about anything, but they're going to come after the meat too. And my my personal plans, I'm not sure two to five year plan or whatever. I'm not even sure if that needs to be accelerated. I am going to own cattle and I am going to feed them grass and I'm going to rotate them and force them to, um, you, you pick the right breeds and everything. I've been following a lot of people about this uh, untapped growth. It, it gets into a, um, this guy's putting together like co-ops for beef, but they, um, he, he gets the cattle that can handle hardy grasses and weeds and they eat the grass and they poop and the bugs dig through the poop and the chickens dig through the bugs and you have like you do start rotating them around and they cure the soil and he, he he's gone on rants where it's like every nation or nation state or culture that destroys their soil which we've clearly done they eventually destroy themselves too like taking care of the soil is the most important thing and we could re-cure the soil by adding weird fungus layers and new chemicals and stuff or what we could do is have some grass planted or just have cows that can eat the weeds and have the cows poop on the ground and that poop turns into this incredible organic bacterial and fungal biome and i find that fascinating to the point where you see me getting all fired up i want to have land with cows and um you know it, it'll obviously a lot of people will argue the ethics but i say those cows have a great fantastic life they get to they get to eat grass and sit in the sunshine all day and they're going to be well taken care of and i could live off of one and a half cows in a whole year a couple of vegetables that I grow myself or whatever, um, and that disrupts the ecosystem far less than some mono, sure. you know, monocropped agriculture where they are, who knows how many crickets and rabbits and whatever snakes and everything else are getting destroyed by all this stuff being sprayed down there. So I've kind of like in my, my oh the the Impossible Burger and some of these things oh, have geez. a bigger carbon footprint than than having actual meat. Yeah, trying to get us canceled again. Yeah, but yeah, that's the, that's obviously um, people who go down that rabbit hole, especially grass-fed meat, grass-finished meat, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so people who go down that rabbit hole, it's tough to come out. And, um, you know, I, I, I am gracious for every bit of that grass-fed, grass-finished meat that there is. I understand that, yeah, one animal soul did have to be taken for that. I'm not downplaying that by any means, but I am saying that, it's, there's so much less harm and pain, especially to our earth, by having that, that cow who gladly pooped all over the earth and that, that restores the soil. And that's mm -hmm. the best way to restore it. So I've, I'm, I've, I've gotten interested in that kind of stuff. And, um, but then along the you know, same lines, I understand not everyone wants to eat mushrooms and not everyone wants to eat liver meat. And thankfully right. we have some really incredible supplements that alongside of whatever it is that your diet is, I would say like try to not have a hyperinsulinemic diet. Like try to keep your blood sugar levels and insulin levels at a reasonable rate. There are some ingredients that we could throw back in there, like that ergothionine. It's gonna be mm -hmm. it's my it's called mitoprime. Um, it, that uh, to me are just fascinating. Mm -hmm. Like these mushrooms, like they've been around longer than us, you know. So and ergothionine being literally looked at as a vitamin. Um, yeah, it's called a candidate vitamin. We're not yeah, calling it a vitamin, but it's, right. a, it's a candidate exactly. vitamin by some researchers. Um, it's fascinating that you know our body has a deficiency for it that we don't make it 
and so hence it's being considered poor vitamin status and again it has a unique transporter system for it it has unique storage system yeah, for it yeah it has its own it's a specific and unique transporter system yeah. we have we have a system in our bodies that are made just for this one chemical exactly that means something to me Huge. it means we there, whatever you believe whether it's creationism or evolution we were built or we evolved with this mechanism in place. It right. didn't just get there and, and not be used ever. Like right. that would have been phased out. Right. It was used. Right. And it was there, or it was put there for a purpose. And right. So sorry for the, no. The the only other ingredient I know of that has that unique of a transporter storage system is iron. Oh, okay. It's really just iron, and and iron is protected so much because of its potential toxicity to the body in the way it moves through mm -hmm. tissues and the way it's bound up in all these different forms of iron. Uh, it's really complex and, and fascinating to study. But uh, it's you know one of the most powerful oxidants. <laughs> Obviously when you think of like rust or you know whatever, mm -hmm. like what can take place, but so critical to our health. So the way the body deals with it is absolutely fascinating as it's you know being digested, absorbed, transferring through tissues, et cetera. Um, it's the only thing that pops in my mind of, of like, I don't know what you were going to say. Oh, but. I, thought, I thought you were going down the, the cannabis rabbit hole right there, but, mm. um, mm -hmm. yeah, which you know a, a lot more about than me. Now, uh, another fine Twitter follow out there, PD Mangan, um, he talks about, he has a book called Dumping Iron. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure, I haven't read it and everything, mm -hmm. but apparently giving blood is healthy yep. for men yeah. frequently. and. Yeah. Is that something I should consider doing? Yeah, like, yeah. There's a study that actually shows that giving blood twice a year on average over, I'm trying to think of what period of time, but it led to um, a greater two, like than two-year life expectancy. Hmm. That's massive. We're meant to bleed occasionally, huh? Yeah, and, and that's where like, um, you know, some longevity people actually blood let. Like right. literally, just stick themselves and just let blood go. Yeah, he uh, calls it, yeah he donates the blood or whatever. Yeah, he calls it dumping. Most ideal he calls is, it dumping is to is donate iron. the yeah. blood, but you know this goes back to the idea of leeches too, and you know mm -hmm. that were used in medicine. Um, absolutely, especially with men, you can build up uh, toxic iron levels. You know, especially when we're eating things right. like meat mm -hmm. and et cetera. So. Yeah, it is something to think about is to, you know, donate blood twice a year, helping people out, you're going to live longer. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, there's a, so I guess we could like really quickly, I want to, we, we went down the mitoprime slash ergothionine rabbit hole. Might as well kind of expand that just a touch, even though we're going to have better subscribe to the channel. We're going to have more specific content. Um, but in general, yeah, it's, this is a chemical that has a fascinating history because the research has shown that it helped or that it was around before the great oxygenation event of earth 2.6 billion years ago and it may have been potentially protective for the species that survived all this oxygen because oxygen while it gives us life it's also damaging like you've said and um and, and so it seems to be protected uh, uh, protective against many of these different types of like uh radical species that that can damage us um but it's kind of like the uh, there's there's a lot of studies where we talk about this antioxidant paradox where it's like okay antioxidants vitamin c coenzyme q10 they, they seem really good in theory they really do some cool stuff but ultimately taking these antioxidants have not really helped anyone live that much longer no sadly like and and so we're trying and i i would argue that i still want to have some vitamin c but mm -hmm. i'm not gonna say oh vitamin c is what helped my grandma live to be 98 even though she smoked every day of her life you know like i don't think it was that and 
Um, and so a lot of people are kind of burned out on, on, on the word antioxidant, but this ingredient does function like an antioxidant and it has outperformed glutathione. It has outperformed vitamin C. It has outperformed coenzyme Q10. So right off the bat, there's this ingredient out there that's outperformed all this stuff that we see everywhere and no one's talking about it. So I'm like, all right, this is opportunity. And then it turns out that it survived the great oxygenation event. And it turns out that it can be created with or without oxygen. So you have fungus and some mammal, mammals, I don't know if any mammals are able to create it at this point, but so you have fun, fungal uh, organisms able to create it. And then you start seeing that we have this transporter meant for this stuff. And then you find out it's in mushrooms and organ meats. And I'm just, I just get blown away by that. Certain and I'm like, beans this, too. Yeah. yeah. And then there's mm -hmm. a, yeah. So there's a, and maybe some like rye and barley and oats. And it's, so it's not just, mm -hmm. or, you know, a higher meat. concentration in those. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, so I get really excited about this stuff. I'm like, okay, this is an ingredient that I think we could really help people out with. I, and, and we're able to not just transport it, but we are able to store it. Right. So you might be able even to load it. And like, we don't have right. much data to show that, but there's like some really cool stuff. And yeah. so that's where I'm like, I'm excited about that ingredient. Obviously. Yeah, I have yeah. been for about a year. We, so. we need to explore it more. And, and yeah, I love the idea of, theoretically, that's where I've gone to, is that like loading it, having your storage system you know, amply filled so that essentially whenever these insults come up, mm -hmm. that we have the uh, protective system to deal with it. And that's protecting these mitochondria. And you're seeing right now mitochondrial dysfunction, metabolic dysfunction, mm -hmm. just rampant. You know, going back to what we were talking about before with uh, people's metabolic health, it's something like 88% of the population, yeah. I believe it's the number right now, which is a staggering number. Yeah, what, he's, staggering. what Sean's saying, I'll try to remember, put this in the blog post, show notes, whatever. There was a study showing 88% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy per certain criteria. Um, and I'm gonna miss half of them, but blood pressure, waist to height ratio. That's the easiest way to see if you're, you're healthy. Like anyone can measure their waist, anyone can measure their height. And then if you fall within a certain range, you you right off the bat, you are metabolically likely to be unhealthy. And that's mm -hmm. a, a free um, one minute measurement, basically. And you look at the chart uh, and then HDL cholesterol, because while we're not necessarily sold on LDL being bad at all times, right. it does seem like HDL is a very strong indicator for the report card, especially when paired with triglycerides. Yeah. And so those are some, um, I'm not sure what the other metrics were, but turns out that 88% of Americans were not metabolically healthy by those. Was it blood glucose or hemoglobin A1C? It's gotta be in there, yeah. yeah. A1C's definitely gotta be in okay. there. Yeah, good call. So, yeah, well, let's post that study up there. And that's just one of those things that no one talks about. Okay, well, these people are unhealthier and then and you could probably go into the mechanisms. Their immune systems aren't working as well for various reasons, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But we're not talking about getting the metabolic health back. No. And we can't just throw ingredients at you. It, it, it can help, but we need to also remove the insult as well. And so that's just what's, what's, what's kind of killed me on the inside is uh, the donuts are still the essential business, but getting sunshine is, is not like... I, yeah, exactly. No I mean, we're, 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 we're not getting information about how to keep yourself resilient and healthy from the people that supposedly care about us, but we are getting, you know, still getting promoted to to eat mcdonald's to eat mm -hmm. uh, donuts to eat candy bars sodas whatever that are making us more metabolically unhealthy 
and ultimately weaker, uh, easier to kill, yeah. Yeah, less definitely. resilient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's where that's kind of like uh, those are the rabbit holes I've dove, dove down. And I usually I when I get on camera I I just uh, dump you know do a flavor review. I talk about this new protein or talk about the new ingredient. We don't really get into this kind of conversation. So. Um, yeah, those are some of the, the, the things I've gone down to. So I'm glad like I had you here to bounce some of these ideas I, off. I mean, I love it. I love it right now. Like there's an awakening that's yeah. happening. There's some people that are falling asleep to the narrative and then there's some people that are waking up. And you know, this this book is is all about like kind of the, the waking up and like a lot of the lies that we've been told and how to live a more resilient life. But I love that this year is also the year of Matrix Four because <laughs> you know there there's so much about that that feels like now like with the red pill and the blue pill mm -hmm. and like are you going to go to sleep and be inserted in the matrix or do you want to wake up and see some of these things that aren't quite as black and white as we've been told that are a little bit more complicated that you have to dive into that you have to understand that you have to mm -hmm. get help on mm -hmm. you know to understand the research but you know at the end of the day there's the truth in it and do you want to know the truth and that's where I love the science. The science is never black and white. The science is never, um, you know, here's the scientific fact or here's scientific proof. That's marketing. That is marketing words. Science is here's what we saw in this given situation with these uh, certain parameters on these statistical averages and we need to do more research. As always, every research paper <laughs> ends with, we need more research and it's never settled. It needs to be questioned. It has to be questioned. Otherwise, it's no longer science. This isn't two plus two equals four type math. That's, that's more provable type, type stuff. Science doesn't, doesn't work So like people that. that throw around science like a weapon, you know, sometimes be careful of that because oftentimes they're throwing around like a, a soundbite, a little factoid, from a certain study and saying that's science, that's proof, that validates their religiosity. <laughs> and it, that's just not science to me. Science is like an open-minded exploration where you never get the answers. Like you just keep getting directional information mm -hmm. that keeps leading you down a path, but you never get facts, you never get proof. That's no longer science, that's just marketing. Yeah, agreed. Um, Anything else? So yeah, you mentioned a little bit of uh, plant-based experiences. I don't know if you want to go any deeper yeah. into that. That's not my area of expertise or anything, yeah. but... Um, I mean, going back to the mushrooms, like the power of mushrooms, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, psilocybin uh, has been the most transformational for me. Mm -hmm. And it puts you in a, like a hyper neuroplastic state where um, you can, uh, as Michael Pollan talks about, like that you know, if you imagine like there's ski tracks and you just keep going down those same ski tracks and you keep, you know, doing that and that's really like crystallized intelligence. That's how that works. Like our box essentially gets smaller and smaller and smarter or smaller so that we get smarter and faster as we age in this way of like really knowing a task and honing in on it. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is we can't be as neuroplastic, we can't be as fluid or dynamic in our intelligence to learn new tasks. Mm -hmm. So what's nice is, and, and the ego is, is really building constructs over time to protect you in one way, but also prevent you in another. Mm -hmm. And the ego can get in your way and learning new tasks can be difficult. So when you get in this hyper neuroplastic state, it's like throwing fresh powder 
over the whole ski trail and you can create a totally new trail. You can uh, decide what fits for you and you can put aside the ego, this, it's ego dissolution and if you go high enough, some people will talk about ego death. Right. But it's, a, it's about like when the ego is no longer there, like you see your authentic self, mm -hmm. you feel your higher truth and things just become clear of like what it is you want, what it is you need, how it is you need to speak up for yourself, how you own your truth, how you live your light, chase your passion. It just becomes clear when all the ego messaging that's constantly in our head and constructed from ourselves, from other voices, from people projecting on us is pushed aside and you just say, wow, I really love this thing. I wanna go do this thing. That kind of clarity and to rewrite that code is just powerful. Awesome. So are we are we talking? We're not talking microdosing here. Are we talking about heroic or like? Uh, you know, is this it's kind just, of a standard. It's a variety. Like the the microdosing, I just feel like it it works. It works great. Um, you know, two times a week, hundred milligrams. This is far sub like perceptual. Mm -hmm. um, you know, journey dosing is like upwards of a gram, you know, up to 10 grams might be galactic. Five grams is a little bit more heroic. I would say normal journey dosing is like two and a half to four and a half grams. And, and then microdosing is around 100 milligrams like I'm talking about. And then there's mini dosing, which is let's say it's, you know, 500 milligrams to a gram, which is gonna brighten things up, just puts you a little bit more in the field. Mm -hmm. Some mm -hmm. people do mini dosing and do hikes, uh, okay. things like that. Um, microdosing is something that over time, you know, is going to have an impact. Definitely for me, like reduced anxiety big time. Like, and I just felt more calm, present, like, you know, stuff isn't bothering uh -huh, me uh -huh. as much. Like people coming at me, like, you know, angry, it just kind of rolls off my shoulder. So that's nice. I just think, I think they all work. It's just a question of, um, you know, is it as big of an event or like, are you someone that like wants to get there slowly, like over time? I think that's where microdosing is great or do you need like this big pivotal event and that might be like more, you know, the higher doses and, mm -hmm. and you know, it's something to experiment with the right facilitators uh, where it is legal I'll put those those things in there. Um, but I've worked with very experienced facilitators where it is legal. Um, and I've uh, done intention setting, uh, had the facilitation of the journey and, you know, with uh, medical uh, staff present. And then um, I've also had uh, integration, which is the most important part uh, in the weeks and months to come. Like, okay, what do you do with this? Right. Because otherwise it's just this cool epiphany and, you know, it could be like an escapism thing where you just keep chasing that. Right. But really, if you can use these insights into your higher self and use these insights into how I can really rewrite my life, then, you know, that's going to be powerful in how you integrate that into your real day-to-day -day life. Because it's very easy when you go back to regular life to just anchor back in. You yeah. have a ton of anchors. This is like NLP kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. A ton of anchors that will just put you back in your 1.0. Yeah. NLP being neuro-linguistic programming. But yeah. if anyone wants to look that stuff up, some wild stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, gotcha. Sorry for interrupting. No. But um, yeah, so that, that was the most pivotal thing. I am doing ayahuasca in <laughs> October in Peru. 
I'm very excited to do that with like 10th generation ayahuasqueros. Wow, nice. Um, and I'll visit the ruins in Machu Picchu and um, yeah, it's, it's, but it's been fun to explore this. But again, I've been doing it in the right environment with, you know, validated medicines, with people that are experienced at pouring it or serving it, um, with environments that are not going to be not only not traumatic, but like environments that allow you to lean in and feel safe and feel supported, ask for what you need. There, it's, there's brilliance and a lot of energy and work that goes into creating those environments. Mm -hmm. And then again, in that, in that integration work in the weeks and months to come after that and how you apply it uh, to live a better life. But it's radically changed me. Um, if anyone wants to reach out to me and, and ask me some more specific questions, I'm very open to that. Um, I, it's a discussion I want to have. Um, I know this is like semi-taboo to topic, but yeah, right. no, this I, whole discussion actually, has been semi-taboo yeah, topic. Yeah, we're, we're skirting, so. <laughs> the, skirting the establishment a little bit here. Okay, what if, all right, here's my question for me personally, and I, I have not researched nearly as much as you, but like, what if I'm afraid of what the, the things I might say during this experience? Like, I'm afraid of the stuff that might come out of my mouth. Yeah, um, there's a few things there. I mean, one, you can manifest either direction. Like, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if you go in thinking this is going to be bad, you know, you can make your journey bad. Right, right. So it's really important with good facilitators. They're going to do things to put you at ease, to create, like, a, a circle of trust, like, go through a number of exercises where you connect to everyone in the room and mm -hmm. share and talk and set intentions, and you start to settle in and feel safe. And sometimes they'll give you, like, a little bit of uh, MDMA as a heart opener, mm. um, you know, some things like that. So... You know, it'll be a situation where, you know, I don't think you'll have the anxiety. And like, again, like these plant medicines remove those anxieties. You're worried about what you might say, but those are the things that need to come out. You know, like ultimately, and, and the people in this room, I've been in rooms where people uh, decide to uh, walk around naked because they've been body shamed their whole life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's and they feel like they ask everyone there's radical consent they're like hey is it all right if I and everyone's like yes like do you like or you know I've seen someone come out and be gay or you know someone decide to you know, I'm gonna get that divorce like it's been like 10 years coming or you know I'm gonna leave my job that I've been you know stuck at for 10 years that I've you know I felt like I had to do and like when you speak your truth, when you come out with your truth, whatever it is, like people are like they're cheering you because it's giving them the the ability to speak their truth mm -hmm. when they see you in your truth. And I've seen people scream and cry and and realize that they were molested or you know mm -hmm. and, and had suppressed all right. that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like to release it and move through it is so powerful. Like you don't even know these things that you're suppressing how they can be affecting you day to day, why you have more inflammation, why you're more agitated in discussions, because there's a truth there. It's kind of like uh, these clothes that are in your closet that you pass by every day that you might hate, but it's there every single day. And you think it doesn't matter and you just pick different shirts, and the, but it's there. It's always there. It's in your vision. It's part of your life and it's agitating you and it's affecting you. And so to clean out that closet, mm -hmm and just have the shirts that you like and the pants that you like mm -hmm. 
is going to change the way not only you feel about yourself, but how you treat the people around Using you. Using that as an analogy, do you become better in the future without the trip of recognizing the shirt that bothers you? A hundred percent. And then you're like, I don't even need to go on a trip so, now because 100%. I just can... Okay. Yeah, the, the drugs, uh, if you want to plant medicines, whatever, like those, when I first started, I was doing it twice a month. Then I went to, now I'm doing it about once a quarter. And I'm exploring uh, some different plant medicines because they're different experiences. Like DMT, it's like seeing God for 20 minutes. <laughs> Ayahuasca, <laughs> like you're on another planet for like a whole day. Like, uh, you know, MDMA, you're opening your heart and like you're loving. And, you know, psilocybin is more like this neuroplastic. It's, there's a variety of things going on and, and I'm exploring them. But you don't need to stay on these things. I don't believe that at all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going back to NLP anchors, like I've actually, I was just at a um, Joe Dispenza event and when he started playing journey music and I was meditating, I started having a psilocybin experience. So like your brain, when it anchors certain things, smells, um, visuals, auditory, you know, being around certain people in certain environments, like it can anchor or trigger some of these experiences. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like the more experience you get in that environment, the more neuroplastic you are, the more open you are, the more you see the flow of energy, the more you feel your truth, like the more you realize that when you're triggered by something in plant medicine, that it's not that other person, it's you. Mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. you're triggered by something, it's you, right. it's all about you. And once you realize that and you start saying, well, isn't that interesting? Instead of like being like, hey man, screw you. Like what's, you know, you're like, isn't that interesting that I'm triggered right now? Why is that? It's like, maybe that's related to this thing that happened to me in school or in my child, you know, mm -hmm. you start exploring that. And then, you know, as you start doing these explorations into self and being more present for self, instead of like ignoring, suppressing all the stuff we usually do with all the distractions we have with the cell phones and the, you know, cartoons and music and what, you know, all the stuff that we do, like we don't, the last person we want to talk to is ourself. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when you start getting in touch with yourself and that voice is the inner champion and not the inner critic, you know, because if anyone talked to you like you talked to you, you wouldn't be their friend. <laughs> so you got to change that voice up and then this stuff gets way easier. No, you don't need to continually stay on plant medicine. It's just a way to kind of open consciousness. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Awesome. I think uh, the reason I kind of ask is, as you can see, I'm like, I'm excited about stuff right now. I'm excited. I kind of know where I might want to go with things. Mm -hmm. um, and that obviously excitement is kind of like right now I'm just a little bit amped up, but, but like over the course of 2020, one of the predominant um, emotions I had was anger. And I was able to not show that with my kid or anything, but I mean, it was there. There was, there was a black cloud. There was, there was, there was, you talk about red pill, blue pill, yeah. orange pill. I'm talking black pill. And yeah. so I, I needed to find my, I needed to find something yeah. and, and a, a more positive anchor. And you know, if it's reading about cows pooping on the grass and liking sunshine, like that's currently what's, what's doing it outside of, you know, just hang out with my daughter and stuff. And she also likes to look at cows. So that's a, a good thing. But I'm, I, my fear is that that anger was never truly vented and mm -hmm. that's yeah. that's where the, the plant medicine like that's part of why 
mean, yes, I was doing it twice a month because it was new and I was exploring and I was unlocking stuff in me, but also I was in a safe, loving environment. I was in a group of 10 to 25 people mm. twice a month, hugging, being caring, having seeing people like cry and come out and be gay or whatever it is and like release themselves, free themselves from, you know, hurt and pain. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, wow, like this was like during all this time when everyone else was like, you know, so angry about all these topics or presidents or, you know, politics or, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. I was getting to like be loving to people and seeing like how much we have in common and seeing that we're not in these two boxes they always want to put oh, us right. in. right, yeah. They, like, if there was one choice, we would all agree. If there was three or more choices, we would have to have a discussion. But there's a reason, this goes back to NLP, that they put us in two boxes. There's a reason they can control us. When you only have two choices, and think about all those choices, Black Lives Matter or not, like vaccines or not. Red, blue. Red, you know, whatever, exactly. Republican, Democrat, conservative, whatever, liberal. Everything comes down to these two choices. Either you're with me or not. Either you're, you're following or you're not. And it's very easy when you say, okay, this is who I am, and if someone's in the other group, I can dismiss them. I don't even need to have a discussion. But meanwhile, when you're in these groups and you talk to people, you're like, wow, I'm not really that Republican or that liberal or that, you know, this topic or that. Like, I'm not as polarized. Like, when you have a discussion, you're like, Oh, we actually agree, uh, agree on 90% of this. We used to be able to do that, yeah. <laughs> and those discussions aren't happening anymore, and I think there's very much reason for that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, when, and we're getting triggered. We're getting triggered. So when you're getting triggered, think about why am I being triggered and, and what's, the, what's the reason behind the triggering ultimately of that maybe these, these uh, media companies are trying to do. So. Yeah, there's a meme that uh i don't know if this is true but there's two different like types of ant colonies you put them in a jar together and they build their own little thing separately mm -hmm. but if you shake that jar up while they're trying to build it they go to war and the meme is like who's shaking the jar Ooh. and so that's uh I, and i don't know if that's wow. true dance i, I I'm sure there's a book is. i read a long time ago it was uh, richard dawkins mm. um the selfish gene when he gets into the ants they they are fantastic really really wired together uh creatures that are but so i don't totally doubt it or anything but yeah right who, who, the, the idea of the meme is who's shaking the there's job. a there's another great great quote that i love uh with in regards to the news that um those that don't watch the news are uninformed those that do watch the news are misinformed <laughs> so basically none of us are ever getting the truth right and uh they're just better off just not being, watching the news yeah <laughs> getting your sunshine and <laughs> Yeah, there was something happened. I was visiting my parents, and they said something I don't want to mention on the news. And she's like, what do we do? I'm like, you turn off the news is what you do. <laughs> like, whatever it was that they talked about, there does not exist. Right. The only reason it existed... Clickbait. Yeah. It's it, clickbait. Exactly. So, all right. Well, this has been a good rip. We've talked about a lot of yeah. stuff. We have some more, more like, specific content coming, of course. But we need to catch up with Sean Wells. Yeah. Highly recommend The Energy Formula. Um, I think it's available in all sorts of different forms. Now, I'm not sure about yeah. languages or translations yet, but... No, uh, energyformula.com. You mm -hmm. get a bunch of extras. I have an Audible. I have an ebook. This hardcover, the hardcover is a little pricier. It's literally a uh, color front to back, but there's like tons of 
you know, these full color diagrams that are that are throughout. Um, yeah, this is that are you know, there's you there's do it right, like, man. That's what I said. There's the pictures. There's there's uh, there's graphs. There's quizzes. Like this thing is like just loaded front to back. And what I just decided right now that I'm gonna do with Price Plow, uh, we're gonna do um, three signed copies giveaway Sweet. for the Price Plow people. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. You want to do that in the YouTube comments or? Sure. Okay. Awesome. So jump over to the YouTube comments. You're watching on IGTV if this video even fit um, over on IGTV, but we'll do that. Sean, thank you so much. Thanks, Good brother. conversation. Yeah.